calling all overwhelmed coaching and service-based entrepreneurs. Are you struggling with working in and on all the things when it comes to your business? Delegating projects to your team, struggling with apps, tools, and programs that are supposed to make you feel more productive? You are not alone. We have created this podcast for you. Tune in each week to hear how you can create structure within your business, learn when it's time to hire a team, and be the fly on the wall for the episodes when we talk with other entrepreneurs who were in this same situation, but worked through it with the help of a team. Welcome to the Business Managers Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Business Managers Podcast. We are once again excited for this week's guest. We have our good friend, Paige Engel, K. Paige Engel, here with us today. And we're going to talk all things personal branding, everything, marketing, the whole nine yards. We're going to get into everything. And who knows what else we're going to get into. But let me tell you a little bit about Paige. She's a marketing and visibility strategist, founder of the Chandelier Club, travel entrepreneur, international speaker and sandwich generation influencer. I like sandwiches. She is the communications and marketing director for Polka Dot Powerhouse Worldwide and has her very own Amazon live channel. You can find her eating macarons in every flavor and online at Paris by Page. Page, Page. Uh. Oh, Welcome I'm... to the podcast. Oh, bonjour, Peggy. Bonjour, bonjour, mes amis. I am so happy to be here with you, ladies. I I miss you, ladies. I miss seeing your faces all the time. Um, but I'm so excited to be on your podcast today and to talk about personal branding. I love that you all have a podcast. You know, I've always called you the dynamic duo. So True. this is exciting. So let's share it. Let's let's yeah. do it. Let's get this thing going. And you are uh, in, representing um, the Midwest here. <laughs> that's it. But you've been over here on the East Coast before. We were just talking about it before we jumped online and making plans for the next visit out here. So uh, that's right. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Maybe we'll just do we'll do another podcast episode when you're here. You never Ooh, know. That would be fun. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be yes, fun. that would be great. I would love that. Yeah. I really do miss the East Coast vibe. You ladies know I was actually, I did my undergrad at Mount Holyoke College, which is in Massachusetts. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm so used to that Boston, New York, East Coast vibe that when I'm here in the Midwest, people are always like, Where are you from? And I'm like, here. Um, <laughs> here, there, and everywhere. They're there and everywhere. You're I'm an honorary global. East Coaster for sure. That's right. Yes. That's I mean, right. you spent at least four years here. That makes it so. That true. Temporary residence for yep. sure. <laughs> yes. yes. So let's jump into you. So tell us about what you do and how you got started doing what you do and who you work with. My entire career, and I'm dating myself. 30 plus years has been in the marketing world and the marketing realm started off right out of college in travel marketing. So huge, huge experience in marketing and branding. So that transitioned into a travel boutique company that leads tours to Europe. So every single year I do trips when they let us in. Um, (laughs) Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Trips to France and around Europe. And so started off doing tours with Paris by Page and then really 
delved into the whole, like what I was actually good at and what I was actually trained for, which was marketing. And then that's led to freelance positions like uh, the communications and marketing director uh, for Polkadot Powerhouse, as well as helping women in the middle living in the sandwich generation, just like I am. And for those of you who don't know what the sandwich generation is, it is a woman or people who have aging parents over 65 and children at home under 18. So you are balancing both caregiver and being a parent. Uh, So I serve women in the middle with tutorials, visibility tips, and marketing tips to make sure that they can stand out both online and off and be authentic and be themselves. Mm. I'm going to rename you Moni. Moni? Remember Moni Moni in the middle? Taking it back. (laughs) Taking it back. Oh my gosh. Totally taking it back. Yes. Yes. I'm really glad you explained the sandwich generation because I know the last time you and I had our monthly one-on-one, I said to you, Paige, what is a sandwich generation? Because I yes. I don't fall into that because I only have aging parents and no children. So, you know, it's interesting because once you really think about what the sandwich generation is, we all know someone who falls into that category. Yeah. Right. Like if it's not yourself, you're like, oh, that's my aunt or oh, that's my neighbor. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we know people who fall into those categories. And we know that a lot of times, especially with the women that I work with, whether they're business owners or entrepreneurs or just have a mission doing philanthropy, they really want to be able to stand out and make their voice heard and actually make an impact. And but they don't know how to do it. Right. Mm, And, you know, they may want to do an Instagram reel, but they're just like, kind of like afraid of the tech and how do I do this? Or does this really make sense for my business? And that's where the Chandelier Club, which is my visibility membership comes in, because that is what we address within the Chandelier Club and help people with that getting over that fear of the tech and how to actually do the things on the social media or on Canva or, you know, all the different software that's available online that people are using to maximize and leverage their businesses and their brands. That's what we help you um, understand and work through with the Chandelier Club. Mm -hmm. And I want you to tell us more about that. But I do, before you do, I want to tell Melissa, you could be an open face sandwich generation. Ooh. Oh, yes, I could be. I I mean, and my, and Pa Burge used to make us open faced sandwiches. (laughs) So that is very fitting. Yeah. You're an open face sandwich generation. generation. (laughs) I love it. Tell us about the Chandelier Club. We're going to jump into a ton today, but tell us about that and sort of like, what do you, do you want me to sing? about chandelier <laughs> go ahead <laughs> no uh, we've just lost listeners later off That's camera right. okay <laughs> off camera exactly so thank you for asking kelly the chandelier club like i mentioned is a visibility uh, resource community it is full of a resource library that has different topics we every single month we delve into a different topic right like The first in uh, July or August, it was Instagram and how you actually navigate around Instagram. What's the difference between an Instagram reel, an Instagram guide, a story, an actual post? And how do you actually do those things? There are so many people, great people in the space that tell you, like teach you all about strategy, like how to grow your following, how to, you know, do all the things, but no one's really telling you or helping you along with what those three dots are. Yeah, very and, 
you know? And so that's what I like to do. I like to provide the simple, basic information and help people walk through that as many times as they need to. If they need to do it 10 times, great. Or any, you know, be able to have a space, a safe space where they can actually ask questions. No question is dumb or stupid. And so that's what our community does. So it is tutorials, resources, Q&A, live Q&A, masterclasses, um, as well as a a community of like-minded people who all want to grow and learn how to actually leverage this for whatever their business or their project that they're working on. Membership is open just three times a year. Actually, membership is going to be opening October 1st through the 15th. So if you're interested, uh, you know what? I'm pretty sure they'll put things in the show notes, but you can always just go to bit.ly slash chandelier club, all lowercase and find out more information. But it's just been a really fun, fun time to help people. And when the light bulb goes off, y'all know I'm all about that. Like, bing, bing, bing. They, they actually get it. So it's just really fun to be able to support women in that way. Y'all know my three tenants are share, showcase, and support. And if it doesn't fall into that, it doesn't happen. Right. Now, did you come up with the name Chandelier Club because you are a Francophile or? Yeah. Well, you know what? I love all things Francophile. French. That's right. Francophile is the official word. You know, I actually put that on my LinkedIn that I was a Francophile and someone reached out to me and said, do you really want to like put legal status? I'm like, uh, you must not know what a Francophile <laughs> is, uh, sir. Uh, it's not what, what is wrong with people. It is not what you think it is. You might want to Google that. But I love all things French. You know, I've been speaking French since I was five. I studied at the Sorbonne in, in Paris. I lived in France and, you know, I go there all the time. And so, and it's full of chandeliers, right? But the real reason why I called, I call my people, my, my, my crew, my peeps chandeliers is because I feel like every single person can shine bright in their own way, right? Mm-hmm. So there's so many different types of chandeliers. You could have a modern chandelier. You can have a chandelier, like woodsy with like made out of elk antlers, oh, yeah, right? things, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can have chandeliers that look like that. You can have a chandelier that's modern or classic with beads or, you know, crystals. A shabby Every- shab- chandelier. Absolutely, a shabby, black, white. It doesn't matter. Each of them anchor the room and shine light. And I feel that every single person has something that they bring to the table. And that is why I call my crew chandeliers because I feel like every single person has something that they can share. I'm really glad I asked that because I never really like, I knew that it was like related to your love of all things France, but I didn't love, I didn't really understand like because of how many different types of chandeliers there were and that they all shine differently, but brightly in their own way. I love that, which makes me love you even more. And I didn't think that was possible. (laughs) I love you too, girl. I love you too. And, you know, and that's one of the things that I always say with my son, my 12-year-old son, is every single person has a gift that they bring to the world. Your job is to discover what that gift is. It's true. Yes. And if you can do that, right, Mm -hmm. and help them shine bright. Y'all know I'm always about shining bright. Seems to be a buzzword right now, but I truly believe that, right? So, yeah. So that's why I call my my peeps chandeliers. You'll always hear me say it. Yeah, that's why we have the chandelier club. I love, I love it. it. So it opens October 1st. Yes. Opens October 1st, closes October 15th. 
anybody has any questions, you can always find me on uh, Instagram and DM me at Paris by Page. And that's P-A-I-G-E. Yeah. Peggy. Peggy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So let's talk more about personal branding and yes. why you, what, what is the importance of personal branding versus like just your business branding? Cause it is different, but yes. the same, but why, what makes personal branding important? Yeah. So, you know, they both very much, you know, I worked in corporate branding, like I said, for 30 plus years they both have some of the same tenants, right? The foundational pieces. But one of the reasons why I'm so like passionate about personal branding is that personal branding really to me is what people say about you when you're not in the room. It's what you actually stand for. And you want to make sure that it's consistent and congruent across all platforms, whether you're online or off. The worst thing I hate is when you meet someone in person and they are a total dud. And you're like, you're much nicer on TV or online, (laughs) right? Or, or the opposite of that is it's very bland or sterile online and you meet them and they're a firecracker and you're like, holy guacamole, why weren't you sharing all of this greatness, Mm -hmm. right? Online, like it didn't translate online. So I think it's very important that people make sure that they, and I, you know, I hate using this word because it's overused authentic, but be who you are both mm-hmm. online and off. And that, you know, yeah. like the biggest compliment I always get is, oh my gosh, I saw this post that you wrote and I could hear your voice saying it. Yep. Right. Or yeah. you're exactly how you are online. Yes. That's exactly mm-hmm. what you want when it comes to your personal brand. The other thing about personal branding is that it doesn't, when you're building trust with an audience or with your clients or with your fans or your followers, it really doesn't matter what you sell. If you're selling, you know, horseshoes or toothpaste or whatever it is, they are coming because they trust you and they value your opinion. So I am a huge, huge, huge proponent of people building their personal brand because companies close just like this. We found this out during this panorama that we've all been living in (laughs) that, you know, businesses close. I mean, it's a part of the cycle. And if you have built relationships and you have built the trust with other folks, that helps you with whatever your next chapter or whatever your next adventure is going to be. And that really comes from building a personal brand and building some authority and being a thought leader leader and contributing and having an impact. And if you don't have those things as a personal brand, you're kind of like talk, you know, floating in the wind, right? I'll give you an example. So like I said, I've been in the travel industry since I've been in college. One of my closest friends, she's actually a godmother to my son, also was in the travel industry. Same company, 27 years. She was at the same company. I would always reach out to her and say, hey, let's update your LinkedIn. Hey, let's do this, blah, blah, blah. Never was interested in doing any of those things and building her personal brand. You know, that's not me. I'm with this company. They've treated me really well. It's a family company, da, 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 blah, 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 <laughs> right? And so I'll never- I'll never leave this job. I'll never leave this job. Never really learned other software programs like Microsoft Excel, you know, just minimal, Right. Excel, Word, PowerPoint, those kind of things, whatever, just minimal to do the position that she was in. Mm -hmm. Really focused on the proprietary software of that company. Never really expand her horizons, never did any sort of personal development, never did any other types of training. Well, it was a travel company. And when COVID hit, 
she made it through the first three rounds of layoffs and she was furloughed for Mm. six months, but they were slated to come back July 1st. They were slated to come back after the furlough, da, da, da. Okay, great. Well, guess what happened? The company was bought out by another company and they eliminated the redundancy in the company. So she was actually, they actually let everybody go. Yeah. A week before they were supposed to come back. And now she has 27 years experience, never been on LinkedIn, never really created contacts outside of the business, never, doesn't have any other technical skills and pushing 50. What is there left for her now? Right. Yeah. And so sure. lots of people have found themselves in that situation. Does she go back to school and try to do something else? Does she try to be, she's not really, she doesn't have an entrepreneurial mindset. So she's really not looking to start her own business. It's like, what are the options? Right. right. And so that's why personal branding is so important is that you're setting the foundation and the stepping stones, not only for your employer, if you are employed, that's beneficial to them. Right. When people see that, hey, I work for Nike or hey, I work for Peloton, but I also have built a personal brand that people come to me for customer service help or people come to me for problem solving and compliance. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's it's so important for people to build that brand for themselves, even if it's just a little bit. Right. I always recommend people make sure that you have your LinkedIn profile complete and up to date, because guess what? When someone Googles you and it's a, officially a verb, because we yeah. do all do that. <laughs> when someone Googles you, your LinkedIn profile comes up on the first page. Yeah. So if it is not a good reflection of what you want to be known for right now, or a good representation of what you've done in your career, what are people going to think? Mm-hmm. Right. So now, let me ask you this about your friend. Did, yes. did she work, did the company she worked for offer such things as like, tuition reimbursement and things like that do you know like was she able so to- they offer tuition reimbursement when we work you know when yeah. we work there I mean that's how I went and got my master's degree was mm-hmm. tuition reimbursement but I mean that was 20 years ago 25 right. years ago right right yeah. but they did not offer any sort of like workforce development services yeah. you know sometimes companies mm-hmm. do that yeah. where you can go back to school they did not offer anything like that and there are over 250 people who were laid off in that final round yeah so I mean there are a lot of companies that are in that situation so and she's still working through it and I mean yeah. we both went through a whole thing this last year with the whole self-identifying, right? Mm -hmm. She was always, you know, a a travel person. I was always a travel person, right? But I actually had marketing, whereas she didn't have that. I asked that because Kelly and I come from a corporate background where we had tuition reimbursement. Not that many people really took advantage of it, less than you would think. And at the very least, if you do that, at least you're taking a step up in terms of developing yourself personally. But I think people become so complacent. Yes. You know? Yeah. And now, you know, 25 years ago, tuition reimbursement was quite different than what it is now. I feel yeah. like you have to give them your firstborn child, your dog, and like make yeah. them pancakes every day for right. a year. Back when I did mine, it was, you know, one of those deals where you got it was based on your grades, right? You got so much yeah. percentage. It was an A, B, C, or D. And then you, I think my commitment to the company was like a year or something. Like I had to stay in my mm-hmm. role, you know, with yeah. the company, not so in my role, but with a company for a year before I left. Otherwise I'd have to pay it all back. Yeah. So, yeah. But now it's quite different. I mean, there are, are quite more restrictions. Yes, um, that is for true. that. Yeah. I mean, and I know this is way off topic, but 
but we're going to talk about it anyways. Because that's what we do. Because <laughs> it's your podcast. Because it's not our podcast. We can't but I remember people going, like, we worked for a telecommunications company and people were like, I want to be a nurse. And they went through tuition yep. reimbursement and our company paid for it. And then they yep. left and started a whole new career. And yeah, I want to be a teacher. And I want to be a right. teacher. I'm but then they, then they really chiseled it down. That was like, it has to be, it has to relate to your, you know, your job title or what. Yeah. You well, know, like by so, the time you and I went for ours in our forties, what, like five years ago, six years ago, I'm not we, 40 it had, yet, but whatever. Right. We had to, <laughs> it had to relate to our job. Yeah. So we had to right. have business like, cause we did, we weren't as savvy as you paid. We waited until we were in our fake forties. Kelly said, well, I did go for a certification in graphic design. No, you know, you, way but, back in the day, like yeah, well, I wouldn't have been able to do that five years ago at the company. You know right, what I mean? No, they they would true. be like, no. So how often do you think like, just let's take LinkedIn, for example, like what would you reckon? What are some like best practices or am I putting you on the spot? What are, no, I literally just, we, that's what we're covering um, in the Chandelier Club this month is LinkedIn. So your question is what are, like, just what best are the best practices? practices for people that maybe haven't put their toe in there yet? And they're like, mm-hmm. you know what, maybe, especially after the pandemic where companies are closing and, and things are changing because just because you're loyal to a company doesn't mean they'll be able to be loyal to you, especially Correct. during this time. So what would you suggest to people to yeah, get so, started? So one thing I would do, if you don't have a LinkedIn profile yet, get started and go and get one, right? Yeah. And you know, when LinkedIn first started, it was essentially just like a resume kind of thing. Right. It is no longer that. It is really a social media platform. And here's where I feel like people are sleeping on LinkedIn is that LinkedIn is a professional social media network. It is literally the one social media network that companies allow on their yeah. internal computers. Mm. So if you have a product or a service or a project that you're working on that caters or that would benefit people in a professional and working environment, your butt needs to be on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. right? Because it is a captive audience. The other thing about LinkedIn currently right now is that the organic reach is ridiculous. It is like the Facebook of like seven years ago. So it also has, and it's not your imagination. There is a bird. Blueberry. A little blueberry. So it is like. It's all good with blueberry. Blueberry totally wants Perfect. to talk today. I know. So you can go on and do pretty much everything that you're doing on like the Facebooks or the Instagrams. It has live video. Granted, you have to apply for live video and be a thought leader, but you could do video. You can do blog posts, right? You can do just regular status updates. They also have stories now. So it's like, there's so many ways that you can engage with your audience on LinkedIn and share, right? And become a thought leader and get that organic reach that you never had before. So I would, first of all, say, go get on there and start your profile. If you've been on LinkedIn, but you haven't really been in there for a really long time, dust it off, right? Yep. Dust it off. Make sure it's updated, right? Yes, exactly. Make sure it's updated. I always like, you know, semi-annually go in and update. (laughs) I love the bird. We're like in the Amazon, you know, rainforest here. 
you know, doing uh, a yeah, satellite right. all, radio yeah. with Paige. <laughs> it's all about Amazon. It's all about Amazon. <laughs> um, so update, update your profile, send me annually. Make sure that it's showing like different projects that you're working on. It's not always just about your professional experience. If you have any volunteer or personal experience that you're doing, mm -hmm. make sure you put that on there. Really important to give recommendations or even endorsements of other folks um, because then that puts you back onto their radar to say, oh yeah, I remember working with, you know, Melissa at Kellogg Cereal or whatever, mm -hmm. right? It's just a really good way to get They're back in great. front of those. That's right. <laughs> to get back in front of those colleagues that you, you know, that you used to work with or that people that used to report to you. It's just a really good connection point. The other thing that I would say about LinkedIn is that one thing that I really hate is when you connect with someone and then all of a sudden they're spamming you trying to sell you chili pepper leggings. Girl, get out of here with that. Right. Just it's about building genuine connections and reigniting, right? That professional spirit and the professional network, especially now that we aren't as much in person as we yeah. used to be. Very so true. it's just a really, I think, you know, everyone should do that. And like I said before, when people Google you, it shows up because yep. now LinkedIn is owned by Microsoft and you know that that has juice, right? Mm -hmm. You always want to make sure that you are on, you're on the favorable side of whatever kind of juice is out there. You betcha. I'll just put my two cents in. I find that number one, polls do really well on LinkedIn, which is crazy. And hashtags are, you know, a couple hashtags. Oh my gosh. You yeah. know how I am about hashtags. You know, <laughs> I think everybody should have a branded hashtag. And if you are on LinkedIn, they prompt you to use hashtags. They do. Yeah. For those of you yeah. who don't know, hashtags are searchable, right? People, they are searchable in the Googles and, and the Bings. followable on LinkedIn. And, yes, exactly. And if you actually use creator mode, like I do on LinkedIn, it will have on your profile that mm. Paige Ingle talks about influencer, Amazon, branding tips, visibility. It has that right in like the main view of people. Yep. So you guys are blowing my socks off. Oh my gosh. And then the latest feature that they have, you know, I'm all about, that's the thing about me is, you know, I'm an early adapter. I'm always like looking to like curate stuff so you guys don't have to. Yep. Now they actually have a cover story. You can actually, if you go to my LinkedIn profile right now, it's K Page Ingle. You can go and I recorded a little video. Oh, that's cool. I didn't In see that yet. cover story. Yes. So you can record a video that talks about yourself, a little 15 second clip that where you can share what you do, how you serve, what kind of impact that you want to make. And you can actually do that right on LinkedIn. So it's great. And LinkedIn is so forward facing that number one, you could put your pronouns in there if your pronouns are, are different. Yes, than absolutely. What, and your pronunciation of your name in your voice, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. I mean, yes. that's just crazy. I mean, you can record it, you can record it and then people can actually hear it. Right. Yeah. So I mean, they're just doing so many things to bring professionals and communities together. A lot of people are sleeping on LinkedIn and they really mm -hmm. shouldn't be. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Mm -hmm. And um, do you have any other questions, Melissa, about LinkedIn? No, I have a special social media person for that. So you have your own social media person. That's fine. I have my own social media team for a lot of things. You guys both know me well enough to know that I am a lurker. I like to let other people do for me. Paige sends me reels media. and I say, okay, I'm scared. 
I know I send you reels because I think it's really funny. Some of the ones that I send you, they just crack me up and they, they make me think of you. Cause I, I live a lot on Instagram and plus it's just what I do. I like to send funnies. I know. Well, I guess this brings the topic of like the importance of reels. Yes. Because Kelly and I need to dip our toes in the reels pond. I actually bought us, you know, those golden masks. Yeah. So that could be our first reel because we need to figure it out. They're around here somewhere. Yeah. People you need to see our faces because they don't see our faces enough. Yeah. And they're great faces. I'll just they say are that. Great face. Um, <laughs> true. For those of you who haven't seen their faces, but they're great yeah. faces. So let me back up a minute. So you yeah. asked me about reels. I'll just back up. What I'll actually say is, is that video, mm. any form of video is really where I feel people should be focusing, whether that is recorded video or live video. You guys know I do lives on Amazon. I have my own Amazon live channel doing interviews and stuff like that. Kelly, I got to get you on there for an interview it's as well. True. So either whether you feel comfortable doing live stuff or you do recorded some or reels, these short reels or TikToks or even YouTube shorts, right, is another short form video, somehow get on video. Mm -hmm. You don't always have to have your face. If you're in a business or, you, you know, your product or service doesn't call, like you are not the face of your brand, which I think you should, but I digress. You can always show what you do. Like if you're an artist or a painter or, you know, yeah. a carpenter, you can show how you do things. Like the DIY space is huge. People love to see, you know, or the cooking space is huge. You know, every single one of your listeners, I'm sure, has seen those tasty videos on Facebook and you're like, oh, I have those three ingredients and you yep. save it and like you never Absolutely. make it, right? right? <laughs> and no, it's nobody's face in those videos, but we're drawn to them, right? We're yeah, drawn yeah. to the process. We're drawn to the snappy music, all the things. So video hands down is where I would tell people to go. Now, when it comes to either TikTok, TikTok's another one, huge reach right now. Yeah, They've been preaching that for the last three years and it has just exploded. So TikTok's an option, but the Instagram option for that is called IG Reels. And it's short form video. You can either do 15, 30, or now 60 second videos where you can, I call it edutainment, where people are educating or entertaining or being funny or offering advice. There are tons of different ways that you can do that on IG. Now, the one thing I will say is when this whole TikTok IG Reels thing came out, I was like, you are not going to see me up there dancing. Just not going to happen, right? So I would say as you are delving into Reels or even just discovering what Reels or TikTok is about, find the ones that resonate with you. So I found my niche of what, because there's probably like 10 different things that people do on mm -hmm. the platform for the short form video. Find the one that resonates with you that you could think that you can be consistent with and go with that. So for me, it's the sassy voiceovers, right? Yep. Like people are loving those for me because usually I'm very much straight laced, very much professional, but this is a way for me to show my funny side. Like I think I'm hilarious. You ladies think I'm hilarious, but people who don't know me would not know how damn hilarious I am. Right. This is a way for me to show showcase my personality and that, you know, it's just a great outlet, right? It's a creative outlet for me. If you like dancing, if you like comedy, if you want to do advice, right? Uh, we've all seen the videos where they're pointing, 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 giving, you know, pointers or whatever, right. uh, giving some content. Find the one that sits right with you, that resonates with you and just go for that. The reach on reels are crazy. 
you do need a strategy, right? Uh, if it's once a week, you're going to do a reel, just commit to that, right? And don't try to kill yourself because when you start getting into the video creation component of any sort of social media or any sort of content creation, it takes a lot of time. The people who have those transitions, those kick-ass transitions in these reels down to 15 seconds, it probably took them two or three hours to yeah, uh, video it and then like another hour to edit it. I mean, it is like five hours of work in 15 seconds. It right. is not, is they make it look so doggone easy, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. So don't overcommit yourself, but commit to doing some sort of video, some sort of reels or TikTok strategy. I have a, an account on TikTok. I'm not active on TikTok. I do everything on reels, but yeah, just pick one. <laughs> do if, one a year. Commit to one a year. <laughs> Commit to one a year. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Commit to one a month or one a week or, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, there are some people who are doing it like every single day, like Monday through Friday. And of course they're seeing huge results, like 11,000 followers in a week, Mm, you know, jump of extra people, you know, expanding their audience and building brand awareness. And that's the other thing. If you're going to do reels, make sure, you know, you have an intention and a strategy of what you're using it for. I use it for brand awareness, right? so that more people can see what I'm doing and how I'm making an impact. Other people use it for education. Mm -hmm. So you you really have to know what you're using it for. And the thing with social media platforms, make sure that you're on the social media platform, one, where your clients and your customers are, and two, that you like. So if it doesn't happen to be the same one, then you're stuck with two. If it's the same one, bingo bonus that yep. is fantastic so yeah but make sure that you are somewhere where your clients and your and your customers are yep. where your services are going to be appreciated and where you can share and make an impact let me ask you this do you feel like your instagram reels are helping you convert clients yes i feel like my instagram reels are putting me in front of people that i wouldn't normally get a chance to be in front of mm-hmm. and they're discovering me and if they like what they see You'll frequently, if you go to your analytics, you'll frequently see that, oh, they they went to my profile, right? Mm-hmm. Actually clicked on my profile. And then they saw other things that they liked. And then that will prompt them more to follow. Because if someone likes your reel the first time, Instagram is going to show them more of your stuff. Yep. Yes. And if they like two, Instagram is going to show them more of your stuff. So it's really an opportunity for you to get in front of a lot, a lot of people that you wouldn't normally be able to get in front of, especially because they are focusing on reels right now. Yeah. So yeah, it's the long game, right? It is. It's a marathon. It is not a sprint. It is a marathon for sure. Well, Kelly, I feel like we keep talking about it, but maybe we need to make the plunge. Well, I think, you know, if I can give you my opinion, I would love that. It, it has to be comedy because you two are just a, a hoot. We are a barrel of laughs. It's true. I mean, when I, when I think of you and I think of like the things that I've seen, the one that the first thing that comes to my mind is she's my best friend. She's a real bad. <laughs> right. That's what I think of when, when I think of you two doing a real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll have a good time. We'll, we'll figure it out. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll take the plunge at some point and, and do a reel. Like I said, once a year, you know, I think that's a pretty good strategy. Yeah. It has to make sense for your business. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I agree. Research to ensue. Maybe when you come here. Right. Next time you visit, 
<laughs> yeah, next time I visit, I'll make sure that we all do a reel. Yeah, like, like I, you popped up with one of our friends yeah, on one of your reels, I, I and I was like, up. wait a second. And you're like, how are you in, in Paige's reels? <laughs> that was so hilarious. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's in my house. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I think one of my very first Instagram posts was with you, Paige. That's fun. Pretty sure it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pretty sure. Because, you know, that's me. I'm like, I try to make sure that people are not afraid of the tech, right? I think it was the first day I met you. So (laughs) sure. um, (laughs) I'm sure it was. (laughs) I sure do miss that snort. I sure do as well. I sure do miss your pretty face. Why did we we hit right into accents right away? I know. I don't know. Are we going on vacation with that? It might be. That's that's our vacation accent. That means a vacation is... Coming I think, up and around the corner. Yeah, I, I think it's time. I think it's time. We need to meet somewhere. We need yeah. to meet at Disney or or something. No we need to, to anyone with that accent in real life. Well, they wouldn't even recognize it because that's just how they talk. So it's, <laughs> it would be transparent to them. Yes. We covered a lot today. And we'll put the links for the Chandelier Club in the show notes, obviously. But it was bit.ly forward slash Chandelier Club. All lowercase, right? You spell chandelier. Yes, that is correct. Chalandler. Chalandler. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I think your question was going to be, where can people find me? Was yes, that where can question? people find you on the interwebs? I mean, obviously yes. everywhere because yes. you, you walk the walk and you walk the talk. So I do. So you could always Google me. You can either put in at Paris by page or hashtag Paris by page and all of my things will come up. But if you're really interested in learning more about uh, visibility tips and marketing and personal branding, you can always visit pageingle.com and that's P-A-I. G-E-E-N-G-L-E dot com. Perfect. Latte for Peggy? Peggy? <laughs> yes, that's me. <laughs> that was great. And that then I became great. Kenny. I don't and know how that be- happened. Yeah, you became Kenny. It is what it is. Always, always great times with the Starbucks crew, for sure. Yeah. Yes. And yes, we are looking for sponsors. Starbucks. I was just going to say, you need a sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. <by the> box. <laughs> I yeah. do. Let's work on that. We can use one as well because I think the three of us are, spend quite a bit of our bucks at Starbucks. Our hard-earned gas money yes. goes to <laughs> the, the Starbucks. Bucks. The bucks. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I just want to say I am so 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 proud of you, ladies, and what you've built with helping and supporting other entrepreneurs and business owners with their businesses. It is so critical and. And like I said, I consider you both to be true dear friends and a true dynamic duo. So kudos to you for all that you're doing. Thank you Thank so you. much. You're and the best. We feel the same about you, even though, I mean, you're part of a dynamic duo as well, but you are our numero uno. Oh, I love it. Yes, I am shouldn't part that of be a, in, Shouldn't a that duo. be in French? Uh, numero un. Numero un. 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 I mean, there's so many inside jokes here, people. You would never even, we wouldn't have time to talk about them all. So we'll keep them, keep them there. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Paige, (laughs) for joining us. And um, you're welcome anytime. Yes. Come back anytime, as our dear friend Whoopi Goldberg says on The View. Come back. Yes. I, I appreciate that. And you know, don't leave me out in the cold when I'm knocking on your door, ladies. No, nope. we won't. Not a, ever. 
<laughs> we won't. You're always welcome. Plus, I have I have uh, creatures inside your house that would open the door for me. They, they would. Anyway. <laughs> and they'd be like, come Absolutely. inside. We need to snuggle. Well, that's right. He'd be like, yeah. I know. <laughs> they'd open the door. Uh-huh. So thank you, ladies, and continued success. You know, I always, I always love, love, love seeing all the great things that you're doing and uh, continue to shine bright for me, girls. Thank you, my thank chandelier. You. And uh, thank you for tuning in this week, everybody. Paige is the best. So go check her out. Join mm. her chandelier club. You won't be disappointed. Get your learn on, learn all the things and become a pro. Meet us back here next week for the next episode. You never know what's going to happen. You never do. You just never know. But and I have to say one more thing about Paige. Yeah, I mean, go. Her see? knowledge is vast. You will always learn something new. And she is not afraid to share. And she will always share. It's true. Always. I mean, I think not afraid to share is not the right thing to say, but she is always so willing to share. She She, plays well with others. She does. She did not miss that day in kindergarten. She didn't. Mm -hmm. She missed every other day in kindergarten, but not that day. (laughs) I'm just not that one. (laughs) Violet would never let that happen. That's right. (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a great week. Peggy. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye. Did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, help us grow with a follow, rate, and review. Check us out online at MergioEnterprises.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Mergio Enterprises. See you next week and tell your friends.